0: You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Mark Nix, Senior VP of Transportation for Eto Open and Founder of Cloud Logistics. A stable supply chain management ecosystem relies heavily on an effective transportation management system that ultimately makes it easier for shippers to serve their customers. But from ease of use to slow ROI, how can shippers alleviate the most common pain points that plague the industry? Mark Nix, Senior Vice President of Ede Open and Founder of Cloud Logistics, joins us to identify what's lacking in the market and highlight some priorities when selecting a TMS. Joining me this afternoon is Mark Nix, Senior Vice President of Transportation and Founder of Cloud Logistics. Mark, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics podcast today. Thanks for having us. It's good to have you. I want to do an introduction to our audience. Tell me a little bit about you and your 35-some years in transportation management and the supply chain management software industry. Give me a little bit of an introduction.
1: Sure, sure. Um, So I graduated from the University of Tennessee in 1984 and went to work for uh, Pitney Bowes and quickly started selling their uh, transportation solutions uh, back when uh, there were uh, floppy disks and you ran DOS software for TMS, and uh, the companies that they had under their umbrella was Petey Transportation Systems, Vocam, and Transcape. So I worked for that group and then uh, moved on to Metasys, uh, which competed against ITLS and Manugistics back in the 90s, and then went to work in the uh, SaaS industry with steve and then helped start a company uh, called One Network today. It was eLogix back in 2000, and then uh, spent some time at Manhattan Associates, probably seven and a half years there, And then founded Cloud Logistics. So I basically spent 28
0: years with five companies that had TMS. So uh, 35 consecutive years in the TMS industry. So founder of Cloud Logistics, tell me a little bit about the history of Cloud Logistics. Uh, When did you start it and uh, what was the genesis of that idea?
1: So Cloud Logistics, uh, basically the fall of 2011, uh, I sat on the beach and created a list of two dozen reasons why existing TMS providers were only delivering solutions to one-third of the U.S. companies and probably 10% of the companies around the world uh, outside the U.S., and uh, wanted to pretty much uh, address that marketplace. So uh, we officially started Cloud Logistics in June of 2012 with the goal of being the first fully functional TMS that you could go live in a single day. So my vision was to be able to uh, sign on and enter all of your carriers and load a lot of your contracts yourself and be able to go live in a single day. So our our vision was to someday have the first same-day TMS uh, delivered to the marketplace. And for the Fortune 500 accounts, which I'd worked with over the previous 28 years, you know I wanted to be able to go to that market and be able to handle 40 or 50,000 loads a month and be able to do that uh, with a solution that you could deploy in 3 to 6 months whereas in the past some of the older technologies would require you know several years to get something like that rolled out so uh, you know we came up with the slogan right out of the gate the fastest route to value and uh, later, the solution evolved to what is called the TMS Made Easy. And then uh, probably in 2015, we had the very first same-day TMS deployment, and we've done that probably four or five times over the past four or five years. And that's with real small shippers, you know, where we were able to go in and load in all their carriers and load in all their users and tender loads four or five hours after we met the client. So we were pretty much executing on that original vision. And to make it all possible, we had to pretty much reinvent the complexities of logistics and transportation and TMS by focusing every single feature that people were using in the past, focusing all those features in the design around user acceptance and trying to make it very, very simple. You know, and, and when I was sitting there on the beach, I was thinking about the iPhone and how you can go buy a phone and you never open that little white box. You basically pop the phone open and you start talking on it and you start downloading your apps and you start using the thing without any type of instruction. So our goal was to try to make TMS like that. And in the past, TMS has never been easy. A lot of the, a lot of the competitors... Um, That we ran up against, you know, over the years, you would have to go away for three weeks of training and be a super user, you know, to be able to tender your first load. So that's kind of what we set out to do. And that's uh, the genesis of how we started cloud logistics.
0: Okay. Now, TMS Made Easy, Uh, in terms of shippers, what are the biggest pain points that you find when you're talking to shippers?
1: So, in the past, shippers were always looking to and focusing on optimizing their freight spend, but today, it's kind of shifted. Just about everybody we talk to is more focused today on real-time instant messaging, real-time visibility, proactive alerting, and trying, you know, they're basically trying to improve the service that they've delivered to their Customers, you know, customer satisfaction, trying to improve overall inventory optimization in their supply chain, and lowering the safety stock from end to end, you know, because transportation is really an extension of your supply chain. It's all your moving inventory. So if I can see everything coming inbound and see when it's going to show up, and see everything going outbound, I can pretty much predict, you know, all the different problems I'm going to have in supply chain. So that's something that a lot of people are focused on today and the fear and risk of user acceptance which i go back to from the beginning is the biggest problem and challenge that you find with deploying you know some of the older existing tms solutions as with any process change that you introduce to a company you know everybody's always pushing back on any kind of change that you do dump on them And pretty much if if the system is hard to use, it's just an extra excuse or an extra, you know, crutch for them. So we've received many third-party accolades from analysts and from clients and from different groups saying that our user interface is the most modern and easiest to use in the industry. We even hear it from carriers, you know, from our users in the shipping community, and then our vendors and our vendor portal that our system is so easy and clean and modern. And I think that's the reason why a third-party analyst gave us a 4.9 out of 5 on customer satisfaction reviews when they called a a bunch of our customers. So um, we meet with the prospects that have deployed one of the older TMSs in a lot of cases, and they will tell us that, uh, you know, years ago they deployed this thing, And they spent two years trying to deploy it, and they only use about 30% of it because it's so complex. And the features that they signed up for, you know, on a global basis are too hard to use or they're so complex that, you know, it just doesn't fit their needs. So a lot of times they're looking for something that's, you know, a lot more affordable to deploy and easier to use so that they can use 100% of the TMS. Instead of being on twenty or thirty percent of the best TMS out there, if that makes Yeah, sense.
0: yeah. Well, are there features that you see as being essential for a TMS? And uh, on the other side of that, what if anything is lacking in the market today? Well, lacking in the
1: market is easy use and uh, rapid ROI, which is the reason why back about seven years ago, you only had you know a third of the companies using these things because it was just high risk. Um, but on the list of two th- of the two dozen disruptive improvements that, that I came up with in the very beginning. Um, we wanted to introduce social and mobile technology to the TMS market in 2011. So if you think about it, the logistics department, uh, 80% of their time, if you walk into one of those departments, you have folks that are calling them and wanting to know where something is or when it's going to be delivered or why it's late, or you know, if it's shipped yet. And then the the resources that are in your logistics department, they have to call a multitude of people to track all this stuff down to find out why the order has not been downloaded, uh, if the order has been loaded, uh, where is it, who shipped it, which carrier has it, where the carrier is. You know, if it's a spot quote and you've got 50 different options out there and they got to figure out who, who received the spot quote, And it's just a ton of information. And then, oh, by the way, on Friday, they get, you know, 100 invoices dropped on their desk that accounting has looked at and has decided, you know, they don't really match up with what they think they should be. So we created Logistics Activity Stream, uh, which is our social technology. And that's where suppliers, carriers, and all of the users from the shipper organization, they can come in and send and receive instant messages about each individual shipment which is displayed right beside the map that which shows the basic latest position of that particular shipment the gps coordinates of that particular shipment on the map and you can attach photos and documents and all kinds of stuff so if you had a shipment that had a flat tire or had a claims damage they could attach a photo and this could be a vendor attaching it a carrier attaching it, a customer or you as a shipper. So you basically have all this proof of information and a data trail on every single shipment and every single step that that shipment went through through this logistics activity stream. It's very important because not only does it give you instant real-time information as to where a shipment is, it also tells you all the communication about that particular shipment. So that's something that people are focused on today that they really liked. And in fact, we hired a person last year who called all of our customers and said, what are your thoughts on the value of the TMS? And unanimously, they all came back and said that visibility and instant messaging were something that they never considered as a value point when they were building their business case, but it was ultimately the most valuable piece of the whole TMS. Um, so that's pretty neat. We also came up with mobile apps, both iOS and Android mobile apps, back in 2012 for drivers, and it provides the GPS coordinates of that particular phone, uh, plus instant messages. And they can do all the instant messaging, and they can update with the proof of delivery signature once they finalize the shipment, and uh, it passes all of that to logistics activity stream as well. So. A lot of times when I'm going to do a demonstration, I'll fly into your local airport, and I'll give you a login to my system, and uh, basically, you can track my phone as I uh, make my trip to your location, and then I can flip my phone sideways, and you can put your signature there for proof of delivery. So, it kind of simulates the social and the mobile technology as part of that particular shipment. So... Uh, We created that, and then we also created our own EDI broker. So, in the past, you had EDI vans, and the vans would charge character fees for tenders and for tracking messages and for the EDI electronic invoices. So, what we wanted to do is try to remove all unnecessary fees. So, we created our own EDI broker, and we connect all kinds of communication through this broker. And it passes all the information from, as an example, LTL carriers will send us messages through the EDI broker, and we'll put those on the logistics activity stream as well for each and every shipment. And now, whenever we looked at traditional TMS feature sets, we always reinvented the design, the look, and the feel to provide a, you know, a more modern approach and ease of use. So we always focused on that. And then in the past, you had features like waterfall tendering, broadcast tendering, spot quote tendering, direct tendering, things like that, that all the traditional TMSs had. So what we wanted to do was create something different. So we have those, and we made those easier than than some of the older stuff. But we also created something that's very unique, and it's called carrier assignment optimization and selection, CAO. And what it does is it will basically, instead of taking each order that comes down and assigning the best carrier in a waterfall-type sequence, it will basically grab all of your shipments. So if you have 100 shipments going out today, it'll grab all of those and look at those and compare those to the carrier's uh, capacity. And it'll do an optimal solve of all those, you know, kind of in a modern – comprehensive approach and it'll come up with the best solution. And what happens is if you have a carrier going from Miami to Los Angeles and then another carrier going from Miami to Orlando, if the Orlando carrier that's assigned is a lot cheaper than the carrier that's assigned going to Los Angeles, what what CAO will do was it will actually assign the least cost uh, per mile carrier to the longest trip, so it saves companies an additional five or six percent of their freight spend that a traditional TMS provided in the past. So it's a very powerful solution, a lot of our commodity guys use that today. So, uh, so that's 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 some new stuff that we've done. You know, we have. Uh, 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 the carriers will tell you that we have the simplest carrier portal in the industry. By far, we have carriers that call us and say, you know, it'll take 30 days to learn how to use many of the older technologies, whereas they can learn our carrier portal because it's so intuitive in five to ten minutes. And they tell that to the analysts as well. So so basically the theme here is that we always try to take some of the older methods and features and make those a lot, lot better and also make it to where, you know, it's much easier to use.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then uh, from the shipper's perspective, when they are ready to choose TMS, what should they be looking for and prioritizing?
1: So historically, you know, over the past, you know, 30 years, larger companies would basically put together a team and they would go through a six to 12 month cycle of creating a list of 800 global requirements, which is pretty much their wish list of anything and everything they would ever think they might want. And then they'd send that out to 25 vendors who would mostly come back and answer, yes, but, you know, we do it this way, or yes, but we don't really do it, or yes, but. And then when they went to score it, you know, all 25 vendors scored the same. And then, you know, they basically were like, okay, what do we do with this? Then they have to funnel that down to where they get to the top 10, top five, top three. So you spend a year putting together this list, and then another year trying to figure out which solution will fit your needs. And then, you know, budget shift and budget change. And then finally you end up selecting the solution you think meets every single requirement. And then you find out it takes one to two years to deploy and you end up after a year or two of, you know, kind of running out of time and money and energy, and you end up with a solution that's focused on a certain region or two regions. You know, North America and Europe are really the two regions that most people focus on with, you know, where 95% of all their pain is. So, you know, so a lot of folks focus on that. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they end up getting a lot less than what they originally signed up for. And, you know, everybody places their bets on this huge ROI, and then they never deliver on it. So instead, prospects today, they're more focused on the greater opportunity, where the areas of greater opportunity are, and trying to complement some of these existing investments that they have and some of the ERP players. And uh, they're trying to keep users in mind and reduce risk and deliver immediate ROI you know, because of the usability. Because I know that if you're going to dump all this change on, on the user community and they're able to figure out how to use this solution, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to have a successful project and deliver ROI. And a lot of these TMSs will deliver a return on investment, of you know, 5 to 10% of your freight spend. And a lot of companies are spending, you know, 3.5% of their revenue on inbound freight and three and a half percent of their revenue on outbound freight. So 7% of a, you know, $10 billion company is a ton of money. And then if you're talking about 10% of that people are signing up for huge ROIs. And if you can't deliver the whole solution, a hundred percent of the solution and you can't get people to use it, you know, then uh, it's pretty hard to deliver on that ROI. So that's, that's kind of what people are, struggling with today is you know what do i what do i go after and where's the low-hanging fruit and where's my pain and a lot of it comes around you know north america is a lot of the, is where a lot of the money is and uh, you know visibility and and picking the best carriers and lowering your freight costs and reporting on it you know it's kind of a good place to start especially for that you know 50 percent of the companies that have
0: nothing today.
1: You know, they're using
0: Excel spreadsheets phones today. Well, uh, speaking about those companies, what kind of companies then are going to find the most value as cloud logistics customers?
1: All customers
0: uh, range anywhere from $25
1: million, very small shippers, up to we have have, uh, customers that are, you know, $55 billion in revenue. So, and they cross, you know, all verticals. So, we have retailers, some of the largest retailers you might see in a mall. We have food companies. We have automotive suppliers. So, like all the aluminum going to, you know, a lot of the uh, the truck companies and car companies that you see today on the road, uh, a lot of that aluminum moves on, on, uh, through our system. We do aerospace parts for the two largest aerospace manufacturers. Um, we do lots of building products, um, you know, it could be lumber and plywood and gypsum board and, uh, roofing materials, all kinds of stuff like that. And the building products, we've got chemicals, we've got agricultural. So we have, uh, cotton and sugar and grains and coffee and, you know, plants that you see in, uh, uh, the different retailers. Home improvement retailers, we have CPG, exercise equipment, we have 3PLs, brokers, and then we have a lot of the furniture companies uh, use our solutions today as well. So uh, it's a mix of of all shapes and sizes of companies. I'd say half our companies
0: are multi-billion and half of them are pretty small. Now, you mentioned a bunch of features previously. Is there anything else that separates cloud logistics from the other players in the TMS market?
1: Yeah, there's probably uh, I'd say about ten things we hang our hat on. So ease of use is probably top of mind because uh, we've got one to two days of training versus our competitive TMS's. Take a lot of times they send you away for three weeks of training. So easy use, uh, rapid deployment, and rapid ROI. So like I mentioned earlier, with the same day TMS, or with the Fortune 500 companies when they can deploy our solution in two to three months. You know, that, that's a big thing. The instant messaging with logistics activity stream and our mobile apps is huge for visibility and, you know, instant information today. We have something that's really neat, and we have batch optimization with our planner, and then we have what's known as manual planner. So today, a lot of times, orders change up to the last second. And uh, with manual planner, you can drag and drop on a map different shipments and merge those together and do multi-stop truckloads and things like that and make last-minute adjustments. Uh, so that's pretty pretty neat. People like the drag-and-drop feel of things so they can look and see what-if scenarios. Uh, adding new carriers, this is something we had to do for the commodities market. So you can click on a button, add a new carrier on the fly. A lot of our competitors know older TMSs. You had to call them and have them put you on the list to add a carrier next week, whereas in the commodity business, they like to add them on a daily basis. So we have that available. Our system's so easy they can add a carrier contract in a matter of about 30 seconds. Uh, I mentioned earlier the carrier assignment optimization, which is a huge differentiator for us. And then attaching the photos, claims photos and documents and, and proof of delivery forms and stuff like that to logistics activity stream is a plus. And something I didn't mention earlier was reporting and dashboards. Having that integrated into the TMS versus buying a third-party solution and bringing a second team in is pretty powerful because we can do neat things like uh, we've got it integrated to where if a carrier goes in and wants to show on his carrier scorecard that he's on time all the time, well, guess what he's going to do? He's going to go in and he's going to change his appointment for his delivery appointment. He might change it three or four times, you know, so that he arrives right on his delivery appointment. Well, if the TMS is reporting and dashboard tool is not integrated, it's pretty hard to catch him. So we've got it integrated into logistics activity stream. So anytime any activity happens, like changing that appointment, we're going to report on it. So all of a sudden, this carrier that reports to you, he's going to give you a 7% 7% increase in rates because he's on time 99.9% of the time. he's going go in and find out that he's actually on time 40% of the time and 60% of the time he adjusts his appointment so that he's on time. So
0: stuff like that is, is a big differentiator for us as well. All right. Now, last year, uh, Cloud Logistics was acquired by E2Open. Tell me about that decision and what made E2Open the right fit? So, it,
1: you know, I'm kind of slow at making a decision,
0: <laughs> so we took a
1: methodical approach. Uh, so we started talking to uh, EDA Open in October of 2016, All right, and we were acquired on September uh, 17th of 2018, so it took about two years. And we started talking to EDA Open about the possibility of putting this up-and-coming best Modern TMS in the market with their customer base, you know, because they have the the Fortune 250 for a client base, very large established companies, and they they basically do all the demand sensing and the channel management, inventory optimization, and provide people into invisibility of all of their different uh, demand signals and all of their different supply throughout the supply chain. So my thought was if we could put this with E to Open, E to Open would then have visibility to all of the moving inventory. So it was kind of a missing link in the puzzle for them. So one other thing that I didn't didn't mention was the fact that you know we have an easy contracting process to where we could sign a contract on Monday, kick off the project Monday afternoon. And if you're a smaller shipper uh, with all truckload carriers. We can set all of those up in a non-integrated fashion. We could go live probably in a single day. Probably we could go live, you know, 24 hours later. So we can make this really simple for you. Our contracting is real short, sweet, and simple. And uh, the pricing is, is real real simple as well. So uh, we try to make every part of your experience with cloud logistics easy. And if, if we could partner, we could provide that to the Fortune 500. And the Fortune 250 customer base that they have, plus they have a global presence; they have big operations, you know, all over the world. So that would help us grow the TMS out as well. And then uh, when I met their team, several of their execs came from a TMS background. So several of them worked at Red Prairie, some of them worked at I two. So they knew the value of a TMS. They also had this product called Ethernet. And these solutions provided transportation carrier EDI for probably the number one TMS in the industry, and for many of the guys in the Fortune 250. So they were providing EDI to carriers and carrier tenders through EDI way before you know some of these other guys were. So uh, they had a great background and a core in the TMS industry. So. You know, so the next thing, you know, you have to decide is, you know, what's best for your shareholders, what's best for your employees, and what's best for your customers, right? So it's like three three different pieces there you have to consider. So in my past three startups I worked for, we went down the VC and the, and the uh, private equity route, and prior to being acquired, but this time around, CL Cloud Logistics was completely bootstrapped. And I thought it would be best to kind of skip that step and go straight to the acquisition stage. So we had, uh, you know, we started showing up on all the analyst uh, magic quadrants and reports and things. We started uh, getting lots of uh, companies, probably a thousand of them came after us, you know, from the WMS space, from industry, um, you know, from other software companies, from big PE groups that had other TMSs in other parts of the world, things like this that all these options came up to us and I kept going back to Eta Open because I felt most comfortable with their team and their approach. So, you know, this global end-to-end platform, the experienced team, unmatched customer base. Uh, plus, they were funded by one of the top three private equity firms in the supply chain software space. And I knew these guys from, from past experience. But the one thing that made the difference that tipped it was... EAT Open had this silver bullet. And uh, basically, no one else uh, was even thinking along these lines. And uh, together, Cloud Logistics by EAT Open would come to market this January and launch an SMB sales and marketing operation that no one in the enterprise software industry had ever seen or even tried in the past. So to me, that was another innovative step doing something completely different and disruptive, and and that got me really excited. And I thought that was the best long-term approach for the cloud logistics employees, for the customers, and for the shareholders, was to go down that path, and that silver bullet tip the scales to EDA open. So, uh, you know, and that would help us, you know, kind of fulfill our original goal of delivering TMS, all around the globe to all sizes and shapes of companies. And then also, you know, going after, you know, this Fortune 250 customer base that EDA Open has today. And we're talking to a lot of those folks uh, right now because they have the largest multi enterprise supply chain business network in the world. And, uh, you know, they also purchase at the same time they were purchasing us this huge ocean network called Intra by Eda Open. And so they've got thousands of suppliers with the Fortune 250, thousands of carriers through the Ocean Network and through the Fortune 250 carrier base. And then to put this, you know, with the cloud logistics, TMS, to me there was no other company, no other private equity firm, no other M&A group that could have ever pulled that particular, you know, group of ingredients together so
0: that's that's kind of the reason that i went down this path all right well uh going forward then what is the strategy for this cloud logistics e to open entity well
1: i don't want to share too much about what all we're planning. But <laughs> I am of course kind of tell you what we're what we're in the middle of right now so i'll kind of give you the short-term strategy so you know our our plan is to have a global multimodal footprint and bring the intra-solution tightly integrated into Cloud Logistics. So uh, all of our customers, all of our customers today, use intra be via their freight or via their operations. So we're going to integrate that in so that we can basically move all their drayage uh, transportation through Cloud Logistics and then tell the drayage carriers exactly when you know they need to be there at the port to either pick up uh, the the ocean container or to deliver the ocean container for their booking appointments, which Intra has all that information. So we're going to get that all tightly integrated here this summer, uh, and then we're also making global parcel enhancements. So we have a partnership with a company called EasyPost, and uh, we're basically they have you know, like 100 uh, parcel carriers all around the world. So we're going to be able to service our customer base in Europe, Canada, the U.S., Asia, all around the world in, in all boats. So we're we're addressing that right now. And then uh, um, last year, we started, when we first uh, uh, were acquired, probably two weeks later, we had a big user conference, and EDA Open demonstrated our very first integration with uh, the E2Net, the logistics visibility, and the Harmony solutions. So basically, it provides end-to-end visibility in all of the uh, supply chain, you know, ingredients that the EDA Open customers have today. Plus, we were able to give them the uh, visibility to, you know, transit times for the carriers. We're also able to give them the costing of the transportation. And, you know, the coordinates as to where those particular in-transit inventories were at that particular given moment. So, if they needed to shift their, you know, their inventory from one location to another, they could do that or they could just shift shipments. So, a lot of dynamics goes into place there. And connecting all of this together allows you to have this global dominance that we all envisioned back in 2012 when we started The company, Cloud Logistics.
0: It's pretty exciting stuff. Sounds it. Sounds it. So, uh, where can uh, our audience go to get more information if they want to track you down? Yes, www.gocloudlogistics.com. Fantastic. Mark Nix, thank you so much for the information. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. All right. Thank you and have a great day. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get IL. That's bit.ly slash get underscore IL and stay ahead of the 3PL game.